politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. This fight is bigger than me, bigger than you, and we've got to stay on the wall until Trump gets off the wall. Protests across the country took place against the president's declaration of a national emergency to provide money for the border wall. But President Trump defends his decision, even as he faces a series of legal and legislative battles. I have an absolute right to call national security. We need strong borders. We have to stop drugs and crime and criminals and human trafficking, and we have to stop all of those things that a strong wall will stop. The court action is just beginning, with attorneys general from 16 states filing suit and arguing the president doesn't have the power to divert federal funds. I'm Mitchell Miller, and joining me is WTOP's Emeritus Senior Capitol Hill correspondent, Dave McConnell. Dave, when Congress returns, Democratic lawmakers have vowed to take legislative action. That's right, Mitchell. Of course, besides the court cases we've been discussing, Democrats now promise to push legislation to block the president's action once Congress returns to work next week. A resolution of disapproval, as it's called. With Democrats now in control of the House and a number of Senate Republicans highly critical of the president's move, getting a simple required majority vote for passage seems more than likely. However, Mr. Trump's sure to veto this bill and getting enough Senate Republicans to overturn the president's action, a two-thirds vote is required, that may be tough to do. Still, it's going to put Republicans on the spot, caught between Trump voters back home and their previous support for congressional powers. Republicans opposed President Obama's executive order, you recall, that granted a safe haven to migrants on the southern border. And that's not all that's happening. What else are congressional opponents trying to do to prevent progress on the wall? Democrats are trying to pass a bill that prevents President Trump from actually taking already appropriated disaster relief funding and using that money to build a border wall. It's called the Protective Disaster Relief Funds Act. Now, Democrats solidly back it. But GOP support still not certain. And also whether there's enough votes to get it past the Senate and pass a certain presidential veto, all this remains highly unclear. There are a lot of issues swirling around the White House. The New York Times reported this week that President Trump asked then-acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker if he could get a U.S. attorney to oversee an investigation involving the president's former attorney, Michael Cohen. And there's continuing fallout from the interviews former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe has made in connection with his new book. His account of a call for a counterintelligence investigation of the president, as well as Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein suggesting the use of the 25th Amendment have received a lot of attention. What's been the reaction in Congress? Well, all of this continues to rattle some key lawmakers, Mitchell. For instance, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham vows to start his own congressional probe into whether McCabe and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein were plotting what he calls an administrative coup to remove President Trump. McCabe actually sounded out cabinet secretaries and congressional leaders on his effort to start a probe, and according to reports, they all okayed the idea. McCabe also says Rosenstein cited the 25th Amendment that allows for the removal of a president deemed unfit and offered to wear a wire when around President Trump. Rosenstein denies all that. Now, Senator Graham wants to have both McCabe and Rosenstein appear before the Judiciary Committee, and he's threatening to compel their testimony if they show any reluctance to testify. Now, moving to the presidential race, another candidate is again running for the White House. Hi, I'm Bernie Sanders. I'm running for president. The only way we will win this election 
and create a government and an economy that works for all is with a grassroots movement, the likes of which has never been seen in American history. Sanders joins an already crowded field of candidates, which now includes six senators. Many of them have already been traveling across the country and meeting with prospective voters. Dave, how are the senators trying to break out of the pack? Well, Mitchell, Bernie Sanders now has lots of competition on the Democrats' left flank. Senators Harris, Gillibrand, Booker and Warren, firm supporters of what were once considered radical plans for dealing with climate change and health care. Medicare for all. That's how we talk about health care now in this context. Minnesota Senator A.B. Klobuchar favors expanded health care and agrees a Green New Deal is a great idea, but not practical now. We shouldn't forget Maryland Congressman John Delaney. He also rejects the Green New Deal as impractical. He's focusing on bipartisan efforts to improve Americans' financial situation. Now, despite his age and not-so-new proposals now, Senator Sanders still appears to have a lot of clout out of the gate. His first day of fundraising netting nearly $6 million. So the burn is still hot in these early days of campaigning. While many senators have run for president, the number who have gone directly from the Senate to the White House is relatively few. Dave, what's the history there, and what are some of the reasons behind that? Only John F. Kennedy, Barack Obama, and Warren Harding have gone directly from the Senate to the White House. Nearly a century after he served, Harding is considered one of the worst presidents in U.S. history. Obama and Kennedy's more recent administrations have already gotten high marks. But that could change as future historians rate their performance. The absence of senators in the White House may come from their lack of executive experience and decision-making. Then, too, it's not always easy to stand out in a hundred-member body. While solitary state governors are responsible for various decisions on important issues, they're by themselves, issues from education to taxes and spending on a fairly regular basis. Governors also have to get along with their state legislatures to get anything done. Only if the Congress is split, as it is now, will force senators to make compromises with the House if they want to pass legislation. But a popular senator like Kennedy or Obama can sometimes get a head start in a presidential campaign and go all the way to the White House. Also, looking ahead, Dave, we're anticipating the report into the Russia probe by special counsel Robert Mueller to be released very soon. The release of the Russia probe could have an enormous impact on the congressional schedule. If it reveals anything damaging to President Trump, House Democrats may push for impeachment. At the very least, the investigations already started by House Democrats will certainly intensify based on new information. It's a report many in Congress have been waiting on for close to two years, and it's likely to have a major political impact moving forward. For WTOP's Dave McConnell, I'm Mitchell Miller, and this is the week on the Hill.